Welcome to the Idea Climbing Podcast. Today's big idea is learning how to build meaningful relationships. My guest is Jonathan Rosen. Jonathan founded Collaborex six years ago with the sole mission of helping executives, small business owners, and professional service providers build meaningful, impactful, purposeful relationships with others who will help you achieve your goals. We discuss the difference between relational and transactional relationships, how to build trusted relationships that result in both people wanting to help each other out, how to start your own peer group that will help you grow your business, and more golden nuggets of advice. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you for being here, Jonathan. I appreciate you making the time. I'm happy to be here. And I'd love to jump right in. I love one of our last conversations. You mentioned with the business world, the relationship model versus a transactional model of doing things. Where, where did you learn that? What's the story behind that? I don't know. From a kind of a lifetime of, of um, you know, uh, as we grow up in, in our society and everything, we learn we're, we're in a transactional society. It's, it's, that's what we learn. That's what we, what we learn. You know, we learn particular skills as we go through school and college and grad school. And so because we, you know, in general, people kind of think that that's what's important about them, the things that they can do. But what I find and what I've learned over the years, and it's taken me a long time to learn, um, is that what's really important is uh, how what we're like as individuals. And that comes first. It's more the relationship relationship part versus the transactional of of what we can do and what our features and benefits are, you know, um, in 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 business in for corporations and for individuals it's so important i mean relationships matter relationships are everything mm-hmm. you know i, I kind of believe that there's no such thing as really business relationships and personal relationships there's just relationships um in business if you ask people uh corporations you say can you describe your best your relationship with your best customers they won't describe them usually as the ones that buy the most but they'll they'll describe them as the ones that have been with them the longest that they have the best relationship of trust the ones where they've been invited to their you know kids weddings and go to barbecues together things like that those are the things that kind of matter to companies and it's um it becomes a competitive advantage for individuals and companies to build meaningful relationships with others that that can help you. How do you draw the line between just hanging out and then getting business done? Because it sounds like what you're talking about, it's it's just relationships as a whole. But I know personally and people I've spoken with, sometimes it does skew to, okay, that's not business, that's a drinking buddy. Or that's not business, that's my golf partner. How do you balance between the two and actually drive business with relationships? So in, in business, when you meet someone, let's say you meet a prospect or you meet, uh, you know, another referral partner or someone through some kind of networking event, people know it's for business. They might become friends also, but they, they know that there, there's a value behind it and people aren't really wasting their time. But if you start with, here are my talking points and these are my features and benefits. And do you know anyone that could 
that can use my services, you're really not going to get anywhere. You're not creating any relationship of trust. People, people don't really care what others do. It's, it's sometimes it's just boring, you know, but what people do care is they care about the people, the other person and what they're like and what things they have in common. For example, you know, I'm I'm not picking on accountants or anything like that. <laughs> that, but if you if you come meet an accountant and you say, um, so what do you do? And they say, uh, oh, I do financial statements and tax returns. You're gonna like like who cares? You know, that's that's boring. That's not that's not interesting. If you say, tell me about yourself to the accountant, and he says, yeah, you know. I have two uh, teenage kids and they're driving me crazy and, and I don't know what to do. And it's caused, you know, and I, and it's, it's all this anxiety and I'm worried about them and all. people will go, Oh, I relate to that. They'll go, they'll think I have kids like that age too. And, and I know what you're going through, or that's what I have to look forward to, or I'm so glad my kids are older now, you know, but they'll mm -hmm. relate to the person as a person. And then they'll want to know. And they'll say, then, and by the way, what do you do for a living? Oh, that's a totally different approach than most networking coaches are going to tell you to do. Yeah. You have to start with what you have in common. Start with what, how you can connect with someone. So, um, you know, when you, when you go out to coffee for coffee with someone or you meet someone on a Zoom, you know, it's, it's the point of the meeting is to have another meeting. I love to, that to start a relationship with that person. And if you're just focused on the transactional, meaning the, here are my features and benefits. Who can you introduce me to the transactional part of, of, of your, your interaction, you're not going to get, you've made no connection with that person. You're not going to continue that conversation. They're going to say, Oh, okay. So I met another person and you know, there's mm -hmm. no reason they should refer to you. But if you build that relationship of trust and really a friendship also and share personal things, then people, human nature is such that they will want to help you. They'll want to, they'll want to continue the conversation and build that relationship and continue to find those commonalities. And oftentimes when people do it, they find um, not only referral partners, but they find advisors, they find strategic partners that you can work together with, or you want to work together with, or together with. So step one is finding that common ground. Yes. Find. And one, one way to do it is really, um, I mean, it's really simple. It's like, just be yourself, be authentic, uh, express, express vulnerabilities that um, that people will find they have in common. Say, you know, man, during these last couple of years of COVID, it's been like really challenging. You know, it's hard to, it's been hard to grow my client base. It's hard to build relationships. It's hard to, this, this has been challenging. All this, and, and what people will relate to that and then mm -hmm. want to know you better as a person. Because and and you know like set the lead start, you know by by expressing those things first, set the tone in a meeting, and then people will uh, will follow suit. They'll say, okay, it's okay to do that. I think I just had an aha moment. Tell me if I'm on track with what you just said. 
and it's common ground can also be, it sounds like a powerful common ground could be a shared experience. Not necessarily we went to the same college, but we have, we have similar life experiences. Is that a bonding moment? I mean, is that, am I on the right track? So, I mean, so much so. Um, so in my, in my company, we, we run zoom meetings and we had a zoom meeting this morning and someone mentioned where they, where they grew up, where they're, you know, and they mentioned some town and someone who had never met them before. You grew up there. What I went there as a kid. And they, they also, just because he mentioned where he grew up and someone else had been there and it was someplace, you know, an hour from where they both live now, they felt they had that common experience. It's almost the same thing as when you meet someone years in, and it turns out they went to the same college. Or, you know, they or even even as simple as they root for the same sports team or they they both, you know, love dogs or, you know, they they have similar interests in in any way. Once you find those that you have those things in common, people do feel closer to each other and have that connection. And it's 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 something that people don't emphasize in business enough. Because there's always that you know, that transactional background of, okay, come on, you got to close the sale. So what do you do after that bonding moment and that first meeting? Because the point of a first meeting is to have a second meeting and so on. How do you build it? Okay, we, we have rapport. We found shared experiences. What does it look like to build that meet, build that relationship? Well, once people start to, you know, I guess it's like the foundation of a house. You build it slowly so it, so it, so you can build on top of it. But you you have to keep the mo you keep the momentum going, and as people get to know each other better, they they become more if they if they feel that connection, they become more interested in wanting to help each other. It's it's really human nature. When you think of the people that you're you're very friendly with, or the ones that you went to college with, or the ones that you had shared experiences with. I mean, you see it all the time in in people, you know, even like people that are in the army together and they, you know, they they had these kind of bonding experiences and and you can't fake it either. You know, a lot of corporations go for these these human these bonding weekends and things like that. And it kind of dissipates by, you know, like Wednesday the next, of the next week. Right. <laughs> yes, they come back and by Wednesday they're like. It's back to the same. So, but when people have these common experts, they they really they keep that person in mind. They want to help that person. That's who that that's who they're concerned with. You know, so many people are, you know, a lot of times we think that our society is very uh, self-centered, but I I disagree. I think so many people are focused on others. And if you find those other people that are other focused like that, and you're like that, then you can get people, if you can get people to, to have the mentality of being responsible for each other's success and do things kind of um, together to help each other, mm -hmm. then everyone's going to achieve kind of amazing individual results, achieve their goals, things like that. T tell me more about being responsible for each other's success. I mean, that's a pretty powerful statement there. So 
I don't know if it's because, you know, sometimes when you think about the things that you're passionate about, you should look back in your life and see like where they came from. So growing up, I always liked group activities, love group activities. I, I was not a loner. I was social. I liked being on teams in high school and college. I liked, I liked student activity clubs. I like, I never studied alone. I was always a study group, things like that. I like groups with common goals. And so we would, our mentality was, it doesn't matter if you're on a team or in a study group. It's like you all have the, everyone together has this common goal. You, you want to win the game. You want to get a good grade on the exam, things like that. Mm -hmm. And if you could have this mentality of we're all going to be responsible for each other's success, we're going to pass the ball. We're going to, um, you know, you divide up a course and you each do outlines. You're going to do a good job of helping each other succeed. Then everyone will succeed. It's um, oftentimes, you know, in especially in kind of dense urban environments around the U.S., mm -hmm. people have this people are in professions and they have this mentality about going it alone. They think, let's say they're a financial planner. So I'm I'm in the New York area. We used to we would joke that if you're walking in Midtown Manhattan, you can't walk ten feet without running into a financial planner. They're <laughs> everywhere, you know, and they're all trying to do it alone. They're all trying to like figure out the market and get clients alone. But if they could be in a group, or anyone could be in a group where there are others that are responsible for their success mm -hmm. and your response and they're responsible for for everyone you know it's all this mutual benefit then then groups can kind of be a almost like a sanctuary from the competitive environment that everyone's in you have you know two heads are better than one it's 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 always good to have kind of a group of people that can help each other and have this this really kind of consistent mutual benefit between each other so that everyone succeeds. And you know, the group is working really well. If you, if you have that group, whether they're friends or business colleagues or, or networking partners, things like that. If the group is constantly calling a timeout and saying, here's someone in the group and they're struggling, let's help that person. So knowing like that also... they'll, yeah, go ahead. I was saying, knowing that they would do the same for you. It sounds like it's almost a support system. It is. A, it's a. It's a. It's a business support system. It is, it, and groups like that can provide um, so much value to each other. Not only can they they help people grow their client base by by referring them to clients, but they can be um, peer advisory groups. So they can help them with advice on some of the skill sets they need to be successful in their business. They can be uh, accountability partners. You know, you set goals and then you hold each other accountable for accomplishing those goals. Um, I mean, I find myself, I set personal goals and I'm, I'm, you know, as many people are your own worst critic, but if you have others that are also, uh, you know, looking at your goals, helping you redefine them, and then making sure that you accomplish them and you're doing the same for them, it's so much more effective.
groups can be, they could be focus groups for each other. They could be strategic partners. They could say, hey, you do this, I do this. We call on the same types of customers. Let's work together to provide more value to those customers or to, to go after different customers. So there's so many things that that are better than and provide more value than going it alone and just, you know, kind of struggling with everyone else. If someone's listening and they are going it alone and they like the idea of, let's say, a small group, how do you get one started? Well, you know, you have to start kind of uh, with a foundational group of people. But I mean, the best way to get it started is find other like-minded people. They could be in your social network. They could be your friends. They could be your colleagues. They could be other people that you've met through networking events that are looking for something that's more relationship focused than transactional focused. They, they've seen that the transactional focused type of, you know, these so-called networking groups aren't really that effective because all they do is they kind of measure quantity of leads that are passed without regard to quality. So, but find the kind of people that are, that are looking for a model where you can sincerely help and support each other and then really behave in a way that does that, you know, it shouldn't just be lip service. It's like, um, you know, a lot of companies internally say those things. They say, oh, we really support, you know, all of our employees and things like that. But then when it comes down to it, they, you know. They don't prioritize that support. So, um, uh, you know, you have to not only find the group, but then you have to design it so it uh, it it reflects those values. And then you, you really do have to stick to it. And I must say, during the pandem pandemic, there are more and more people that kind of realize that, you know, they kind of reevaluated lives and what they want to do. And, um, you know, had more focus, try to focus more on, on belonging to a group or, or forming interpersonal relationships with others that matter. And then uh, as far as holding people accountable, is it just, is it the vested interest then that you get from natural bonding within the group or is it task related or check in, check in with me once a week related? How do you, how do you do that? I think it has, to, I think it has to be pretty, pretty task related. It has to be really specific in order for it to work right. You know, goals are supposed to be, um, there's an acronym. It's smart. smart. I don't know what it is. I know that's smart though. <laughs> uh, specific, measurable, actionable. I'm trying to remember the R and T is time bound. Uh, okay. Anyway, so, you know, goals can't be, you know, they, they really have to be well-defined. And what you should do, what people should do is define those goals, get feedback on those goals to make sure that they're aligned with, you know, the things that people want to accomplish, you know, two, three, five, ten years down the road that keeps them on the right track. It's always good to have an outside objective perspective on things that we're doing because we're all so in our head and entrenched in in our own our own every day so define those goals uh, adjust those goals and then um if especially if they're time bound you have to um 
you know, have someone make sure that you're keeping on track to accomplish those things. And if you do it, you know, mutually, where each of you are doing the same for each other, and you say, okay, we're going to meet once a week. Doesn't matter if it's five minutes, 10 minutes, doesn't even matter if you if you skip a week. But you say, okay, every Friday morning at eight o'clock, we're going to have a 10 minute call. And uh, all we're going to do is it could be quick, down and dirty. Okay, what did you promise that you were going to do last week? Did you do them? How are they going? It helps keep you on track. It helps keep you accountable for moving them along. And it's so much better than, than yelling at yourself all the time and saying, <laughs> oh, I didn't do it. Yeah, you, you know, you kind of make excuses. Well, this thing came up, an emergency with a client, and, you know, that became a priority. So I put all my goals aside. So uh, it's if you have someone else that's that's keeping you going, it, it works so much better. You make so much more progress. We've covered so much in what feels like so little time. <laughs> someone loves the idea of relationship versus transactional way of life. If you were to say, if you're only going to do one thing to get started, do this, whether it's something we've spoken about to reiterate or something we haven't touched on yet, what would you say? If you, if nothing else, at least do this to get started. What I would do is make a list of four people that you want to purposefully build a relationship with. Think of four people in, in your life. It could be people that you've worked with, past colleagues, bosses, other people that you've been introduced, pick your top four people and purposefully work on building relationships with those four people. You know, don't do 20 people, keep it, keep it simple and say, okay, I know if I build these relationships and have this kind of purposeful determination to to build a stronger relationship with those people. I know that is, it's going to help me. And I, I also, there's someone that I would like to help also. So there can be a mutually mutual benefit. So that's how I would start. I would, I would pick the people, think about it, think what help you need and then what people have the skill sets to give you that help and, and work on that long-term process of, 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 of talking to them, having coffee, having one meeting, having two, having three, invite them. Don't be afraid to ask. Don't be mm -hmm. afraid to ask for help and don't be afraid to, to, to define the relationship. It's, it's, you know, make it, make it organized and, and, and purposeful and then, and then look back on it, evaluate how you've done every every 90 days and add another person subtract a person and you'll end up with your group of people you know months down the road that you'll see is it can be your support system and you could be theirs then introduce them to each other that is excellent thank you for the time jonathan i appreciate it Thank you. This is this is fun, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and oh, before before we leave, if people want to find you online, where's the best place to go? So my company, which I founded, is called Collaborex. It's spelled C-O-L-L-A-B-E-R-E-X. So you can find me at Jonathan at Collaborex.com 
or you could look at our website and see what we do and it's collabrex.com. Excellent. Thanks again. Thank you so much, Mark. Thanks. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I also hope that you'll subscribe to the Idea Climbing Podcast and rate us on iTunes. Visit ideaclimbing.com to learn more about idea climbing and hear more episodes about mentoring, marketing, and big ideas.